Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the Social Liability Podcast. I am your host, the Raz Grease, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you stories of people that violate the social contracts we all agree to live by. How the hell you been, Bucky? Been great. Been great, man. How about yourself? Uh, I, I had a significant windfall today, so I, I'm doing quite well. I, I ordered something off Amazon that was supposed to have some accessories with it, and I got like an extra hundred some dollars worth of accessories just because uh, I guess they screwed up when they shipped it. <laughs> you know, we were talking about this right before we went and started recording, and and I I'll, I'll say it just again, man. You know, there's nothing better than a bank error in your favor. I don't know. I'm afraid Whether... of bank errors because eventually they'll figure out their mistake and they'll want their money back. No, they won't. Oh yes, they no, will. They won't. I've had that happen. No, they won't. Well. I'll tell you what, man. There's a lot of people on this planet who use Amazon, and maybe that time you were just the unlucky. Oh no, because... Amazon, different story. It's mine. I can't, they can't prove I have it. But uh, no, the bank, the bank knows where all of its money is. They will find it. Um, well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, the bank will find its money. Okay, so we do have some stories. <laughs> uh, we we chose it. We we typically choose the 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 name of the episode right as we're about ready to start. And which usually leads us to very being very frustrated trying to figure things out. Uh, more so today because I still haven't got my light uh, replaced yet. So I am literally using this cheap Walmart uh, ring light that's supposed to hop, pop on top of your phone for doing selfies and crap. Uh, so it's probably not going to last the whole show. It'll be dead here soon. And then we're trying to figure out the name for the episode. We came up with a, with a good one. We're going to call this one Handcuffs with a Side of Eggs. And it works a couple ways, because every story tonight involves handcuffs, eggs, or the Spanish equivalent of the word eggs. We'll leave that open to your interpretation. If you know Spanish, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and we'll get there in our final story. See, si. Si. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't even like, flinch at that one, because you know what it is, but... Nevertheless, let's get ourselves started with some just... Typically when we do these stories, we pick news articles that are like about criminals or, or just random people. This one, not so much. Lucasfilm responds to controversy over Baby Yoda egg-eating Mandalorian scene. We are talking about an, a, a Disney feature, or a Disney television show, rather, about baby Yoda eating eggs. This is truly the end of times. I, I'm really just flabbergasted at the fact that people will literally just go to any lengths to get somebody else's attention just by being offended by something. And, you know, there was a while back and I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he was a comedian and he said, you know, getting offended or offending somebody is not against the law. Like, if you call up 911 and you say, oh my gosh, Raz offended me, they're going to go, uh, tough. You know, and that's that's really the extent of it. And that's as far as it should go. But now people are as litigious as they can be and just want to, you know, I don't know, rattle somebody else's cage to the point where you know, hardworking people have to dedicate time and resources to respond to something as stupid as this. Well, <laughs> in this particular instance, I am going to say this right now. Spoiler alert, because I know some people are very, uh, very touchy about these types of things. This, we are going to talk about an episode of The Mandalorian. Um, we are not going to uh, 
spoil a whole heck of a lot, but if you haven't seen this episode yet, and this is uh, Season 2, Episode 2, uh, titled The Passenger. So if you haven't watched that episode yet and you're watching The Mandalorian, maybe skip ahead about 10 minutes. But a Lucasfilm executive is defending a controversial scene from the latest episode of The Mandalorian in which Baby Yoda eats the eggs of a new character. A controversial scene. We're... <laughs> okay, I've already read this one because this isn't normally the kind of article we put in our show, so I read this one, and I said this has got to go in. But let me, let me get a little bit further into it before we address it more. On Monday, Lucas Lucasfilm's creative art manager, Phil Skostak? Sure, let's call him Phil. Uh, took the Twitter to address the backlash, arguing the baby Yoda enjoys the eggs is intentionally disturbing for comedic effect. During Season 2, Episode 2, titled Chapter 10, The Passenger, Mondo and the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, were tasked with transporting an unnamed frog lady and her container of unfertilized eggs to her husband who is on another planet. The eggs weren't only precious cargo, but they were said to be the last hope for the frog lady's ancestral line. However, during the episode, Mondo caught Baby Yoda eating the eggs on several occasions. Although he reprimanded him, Baby Yoda continued to attempt to sneak a taste of the forbidden fruit, creating a running joke throughout the episode. While it was clearly intended as a joke, many fans, and some moms in particular, didn't even find it funny and described the gag as incredibly upsetting and deeply disturbing. One user even said Baby Yoda... Uh, eating the frog lady's eggs was genocide. Now, the really funny part about that, they're saying one user said this. That user was Kevin Smith. You know, the guy really? who, who wrote movies. Silent Bob? Freaking Silent Bob <laughs> posted on Twitter. Me trying to explain to my kid that Baby Yoda eating those eggs isn't cute. It's genocide. <laughs> and then the funny part is the guy freaking with the article doesn't even know who the hell Kevin Smith is. Okay. <laughs> well, there goes your relevancy. <laughs> in response, Phil attempted to set the record straight on Twitter, noting that since the woman's eggs were unfertilized, baby Yoda eating them is just like humans consuming chicken eggs. He was quoted as saying, for the record, chapter 10 of the hashtag Mandal the Mandalorian makes it clear that the frog lady's eggs are unfertilized, like the chicken eggs many of us enjoy. But obviously, chicken eggs aren't sentient beings, and the child eating the eggs is intentionally disturbing for comedic effect. Hashtag Star Wars. <laughs> the eggs are unfertilized. Excuse me. This is so stupid that I'm even going to even the, go down this pathway. Are... <laughs> if the eggs are unfertilized, then how in the how in the ever-loving hell are they sentient beings? He said they're not sentient beings. Okay, good. Thank you for clarifying that. But either way, but nevertheless, they are not. Here's here's not a here's a freaking newsflash, folks. The Mandalorian's not real. There is no frog right. ladies transporting their eggs across the the cosmos. <laughs> And you know what? Throughout the entire episode, she didn't even, like, once notice that her egg count was a little short. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. You know, that's... If if we're going to go ahead and start knocking the show for its, uh, you know, genocidal 
egg-eating baby Yoda, then let's go ahead and start docking on the parenting skills of this frog lady because she's obviously not... She, she, got, she literally is carrying her eggs around all in one basket, leaving some little cretin around unsupervised with the only hope of her entire race and line. I don't care if she got backpack straps on. I don't care about that. That's not good parenting. You know, I see plenty of kids in baby Bjorns that really shouldn't be while their parents are doing shit, you know? I oh, mean, this lady, it, it gets better. It gets better. Uh, well, I mean, like, obviously, if she knew that her egg count was low, she would not have been very hoppy. I mean, like, uh. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> go ahead. We, we get better now. <laughs> so we have Kevin Smith. Who knows is Kevin Smith? He might be making a joke. He might have been serious as a heart attack. See what I did there? But who knows? I mean, who, who cares? That's the other thing too. But moving on, there's other outrage to be had. Another said, having gone through IVF, every single goddamned egg is precious when your time is running out. And you have no idea which ones will fertilize, if any. I pretty much assumed it was a sign that there is something deeply disturbing about Baby Yoda. Not ha-ha, this is funny. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> again, again. You know what? If it was that important, she would have had a count of her eggs. And she obviously didn't. <laughs> you know, how concerned can you be for this fictional frog another user stated fertilized or not they were precious to frog lady <laughs> every one of them she trusted the mandalorian for safe passage what would you say the same thing if a woman struggling with infertility loses all the eggs that she <laughs> that were <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i would like to get everybody who fucking commented on this to just read the book or watch the movie of mice and men <laughs> just oh, just let them go just be like okay now tell me your thoughts <laughs> everyone however one twitter user even apologized to phil for the backlash sorry about all this mess phil everyone is stressed out and tired it was just unintentionally triggering for many <laughs> i think we need to sit down and don't forget to breathe <laughs> We need to be defended for this shit. Oh, my God. Uh, Phil then replied, no worries. And I'm glad people are talking about it. Although I'm, I'd rather people not argue and name call. <laughs> Everyone's perspective and feelings are valid. Art can provoke and disturb as much as it makes us happy and laugh. <laughs> At the rate that we are going... TV will be nothing but ASMR videos in the future because of all this politically crap, politically correct crap. No, we're just gonna have we're gonna have like the the, the freaking counseling channel where it's just gonna be somebody sitting on a couch where you can't actually make them out because we can't. Just, we they're gonna be like a, a a cartoon character because they can't possibly be uh, denoted as that's a black guy or that's a white woman or anything like that. It has to be completely neutral. So you know. Th I remember back on Futurama, they had the, the neutral people from the neutral planet. They were just gray sticks, essentially. And I foresee the, the neutral people from the neutral planet 
having us have counseling sessions over the airwaves for all the triggered assholes out there <laughs> that are upset because Baby Yoda ate a fake egg by with a fake puppet. <sighs> I gotta tell you, the one thing that I that I would like to express is that he did a great job. No, I want to express those that I, eggs I'm looking delicious. I, I want to express how they sad did. I am about the human race's degeneration into this nonsense. I mean, like, yeah, I know. Again, like they looked delicious. I was like, man, I don't know what they're floating in or how the hell you're eating those raw without getting some sort of like foodborne illness. But damn, those eggs look good. <laughs> and he just slurped them up. He's just like. Whew. It's like those little baby octopi at the Chinese food buffets, and people just eat them one bite. Yeah, these are you know, just, these are the same yeah. these are the same assholes that every time they see a picture of somebody hunting, like showing off their 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 catch, or even holding up a damn fish. I don't know. That animal had life. So when you get your meat, I go to the grocery store like everyone else. <laughs> baby Yoda got to eat, folks. So, or do we only care about the stuff that, uh, you know, is personally triggering us? I'm telling you right now, you know, my goal is to eat one of every planet, one of every animal on this planet. You put down, know you put down a dolphin of... fillet in front of me, I'm eating a fillet of dolphin. I, I would have to painfully agree with you because, you know, there are countries in this world that don't have this thing called an SPCA. And I can go I can go on and on about those, but just because why why are our why are our morals pertains to certain cute animals? Why are they more important than another culture's view that a certain animal is a food source? For example, in a lot of South American countries, they eat guinea pigs. Everyone here, oh no, not little Hamsky! Personally, I feel that they're a gamey a gamey meat. I wanna, I've actually eaten guinea pig. I want to try guinea pig, really bad. I, I I'm not a big fan, and chinchilla meat is you know tastes like squirrel, and they just make better gloves. And there's not a country I've ever been or set foot on in this planet can that can make it to, the 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 cat taste good. Old El Paso still has not tackled the cat. It's just it's just. You know, and, and like I said, it's because those countries don't have an SPCA. You know, like, and oh, but they're not civilized. Well, over in England and places in Europe, you can order horse from restaurants. Not very often. Uh, and it's actually kind of frowned upon in, in most, excuse me, most European countries as well. But in Asia, there is a, a booming horse market. There is actually horse sushi, which, again, I want to try very badly. I want to eat all the meats. And yeah. I'll, I'll eat Frog Lady's eggs at this point. So bring them on, Baby Yoda. Share. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously? With a little bit of barbecue sauce? Who knows? Moving on. So the, the, here's a one. This one's uh, a little different. Uh, he escaped Palmetto Police in handcuffs. A week later, he was still wearing them. Yes, indeedy. And where is Palmetto, you ask? It is in the Where? great state of Florida. Ooh. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out, 
Here comes Florida Man. Indeed, here comes Florida Man, a 42-year-old armed robbery suspect who walked out of the Palmetto Police Department in handcuffs on November 2nd, was captured five days later, still in handcuffs. According to the arrest report, Ronald John Garreau was initially approached by police for questioning regarding an armed robbery when he attempted to run away on November 2nd. Garreau was arrested on an obstruction charge and taken to the Palmetto Police Station, where officers wanted to further question him on the armed robbery. Police said Garreau gave a fake name while at the station, which delayed identification. Well, no shit, Kung Fu. Uh, before he could be taken to the Manatee County Jail. During the day, Garreau was able to contort his body enough to get his handcuffs to the front of his body. Fair enough. Garreau was able to walk out of the interview room undetected, making his way through the police station and out the front door, according to the report. An intensive search was launched using Manatee, County's, uh, off, Manatee County Sheriff Office K-9 and avi aviation units, but Garreau could not be found. On Saturday, a Palmetto police officer was checking in a homeless camp and spotted Garreau, who tried to run away, but was captured. The officer went to handcuff Garreau when it became clear that Garreau was still in the original handcuffs, although the small chain of the handcuffs had been cut, giving him freedom of movement. Once taken to jail, police were able to discover Garreau's true identity. Garreau was booked into the Manatee County Jail on charges of escape, resisting arrest, giving false name to law enforcement, and contempt of court for not answering his summons on drug possession charges. He remains in custody on bonds totaling more than $55,000. Dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all. So he found a hacksaw or something, or, or or something enough to get the freaking chain cut, but he couldn't. But these bracelets are just too sweet. <laughs> there was a serious, serious like dent in his priorities there. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you this: it, the officer that let him escape was probably pretty upset with himself. But the officers whose handcuffs those were, I guarantee you, was furious. I had my special handcuffs. I had my personal handcuffs. I had a state trooper try to steal my handcuffs one time. And I was going to rumble with that son of a bitch because you were not getting my ass cuffs. Wasn't happening. Everybody had their favorite cuffs. Everybody. I know you did. So don't, 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 I did. don't try to steal my handcuffs. I guarantee you that guy was livid, especially when he got him back and found out the guy had cut him. <laughs> Man, I just, why the hell would you run around with handcuffs? Like, I mean, I, I do, I do kind of have to admire the fact that he was ballsy enough just to literally walk out of the room and say, eh, look, nobody's watching. Fuck it. I'm walking out the front door. <laughs> you know, you know, it reminds me of that fella that we used to have down in work release. I think you remember him. His name was Floyd Smith. And he just went to work one day from work release. Oh, he was the, he was and the race guy. He, the what? He went to the Daytona 500. Yeah. So this guy, he, he goes to work one day and walked out. He and just, just walked out. Never came back. Just, yeah. He just, just never went, came back. And the best part of it is, now this back. was, this was in the, the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Uh, he was found a couple months later in Daytona, Florida, where he was with his brother. And they had gotten jobs at Daytona International Speedway selling concessions so that he could see the Daytona 500. Unfortunately for him, 
Homeland Security was picking random people out of the line to do checks on. So he, and, and when I talked to him, th- that was his main purpose for escape was he wanted to go see the Daytona 500 with his brother. And he got there, he got the job, he got everything. The day of the race, boom, got arrested going to work. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he he was, compl- that was actually a really good move on his part. Because, you know, the, remember the first thing he did was he shaved off that beard. Yeah. And when he, when he had no beard on, he looked like a completely different person. Because he had like one of those easy top beards. Yeah, I look like I'm 12 when I shave. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> man. But yeah, Floyd Smith, man, that's that's what this fella reminds me of. Because Floyd Smith just, he didn't try to hide anything. He wasn't trying to change his identity, nothing like that. He just... Rolled out. Went to work one day and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> like, okie dokie, see you later. And you'd actually be shocked for those of you that don't work in the uh, the law enforcement industry, and I will say it that way because it is an industry. How many people have escape charges because for whatever reason they get out on a furlough or uh, fail to report at a certain time or they're on a work release program that just say fuck it and roll out. There, there's a prison, quote unquote prison, um, right down the road from me right now that is minimum security because they do not have enough staff to sit in the, the dorm room at night. So they don't have staff in there in that particular dorm, but because there's no staff in there, that means they can't lock the doors. So when they come through to do their count and they realize there's six of them missing, my phone blows up. Like it has an Amber alert. Tell me there's six escaped inmates, <laughs> but and it makes it sound like, Oh my God, they scaled the wall. They took an officer hostage. What'd they do? And no, they just, got out of bed and walked out the door yeah easy is going to take a leak which they probably did <laughs> yeah but actually you know what i could very well again you know having first-hand knowledge of you know what a minimum security housing unit looks like maybe somebody waking up in there one day not seeing an officer getting up to take a leak at two o'clock in the morning being like well i don't see anybody might as well push on the door. And if it's open, walks on, walks on out. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I yeah, mean, it, you know, it, it really is kind of amazing how often people have escape charges on their records. And uh, and I mean, this guy's was a legit escape. He was already arrested and detained, and he fled. So yeah, that isn't a legitimate escape. But there's a lot of people out there whose escape charges are. That that you think, oh my God, this is this is something amazing. Like I want to hear the story of how this happened. And it's really to do just walked out the door. <laughs> well, we had a guy who got uh, who was uh, I don't think he actually landed with this charge, but the state police were called because he failed to report in from a from a furlough uh, on time. He was an hour late because of daylight savings. Yeah, you know, and the intake sergeant was on the phone with PSP and everything. I mean, they, they were ready to, to dump this guy. Like he was DB Cooper or something. It was just like, guy, guy just forgot to set his clock back. You know, it was before the age of the iPhone. You know, we actually had to remember to do that. <laughs> I don't know if he ever got charged or not, but I do remember that happening. 
I don't remember, but I that, that <laughs> the county we were in, they were they were definitely would have charged him. And I know they did charge him. I just don't know whether it actually went to went to anything. Right. I just don't remember whether it landed or not. So earlier I was telling you I, I got a package today and I had a bit of a windfall with it. One of the, the things I just cannot stand on this planet, and if I had the opportunity to make it legal to beat these people with a cricket uh, bat to death, I definitely would. And I'd make it legal for anybody to do it. And that is porch pirates. I cannot stand people that, that steal, for starters, but this the you're waiting for a package, and they don't even know what they're stealing. They just see a box. And they're going to take a chance. And those people just, I can't stand them at all. But in this case, we have an alleged porch pirate arrested after wearing the exact same shirt to court from his surveillance footage. (laughs) There was a serious, serious lack of planning involved in this one, my friend. (laughs) So an accused porch pirate has been arrested after wearing the exact same shirt the very next day to a South Carolina courtroom that he had warned to steal packages from people's porches, according to authorities. A series of events began after a picture of a man in a green and red North Face shirt was posted on the Goose Creek resident group on Facebook by someone claiming to have had packages stolen that had been left in the porches in the neighborhood. Beware of this porch pirate, the social media post began. This was around noon today in the Oaks. Notice the empty Amazon package in his hand. It is something that he stole off of a neighbor's porch and threw the empty package in my trash can and then stole the package off my porch and stuffed it in his backpack with whatever else he had stolen in the neighborhood. He was the second person on a bicycle. I'm sorry. He he was with a second person on a bicycle. The police have been notified. Well, thank God for that. However, in the announcement posted uh, to Facebook by the Goose Creek Police Department, authorities confirmed the man had been arrested after appearing in a courtroom the very next day wearing the same shirt he had been pictured in while stealing items off of a, residence, resident, of a residential porches. Remember seeing this post on the left, the Goose Creek Police Department asked in the social media post? Well, sometimes people actually do make our jobs easy. This guy decided to come into our courtroom the day after this post was made, and luckily for us, he was wearing the same shirt. We are happy to say he is in custody. The social media post did not identify the suspect in the picture or confirm why he was in the courtroom in the first place, but if it if this if his court appearance was at all related to the stolen packages. Uh. <laughs> I mean seriously, I mean, criminals aren't the, aren't the smartest lot in the world, usually. Um, and apparently they're not the cleanest either, because they don't change their clothes all that often. <laughs> and, and sometimes identifying someone after they've changed their clothes is, is very difficult. But when you know, they show up looking just as scraggly and wearing the exact same outfit, it does make things very, very easy for the officers involved. This is this is kind of like the same principle of the of when in, you come up to the convenience store and there's three guys standing out front and you know one of them robbed the convenience store. Uh, look at their feet because one of them's probably wearing prison slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They love those prison slides. I don't know why. Or those uh, those like uh, those shoes that they had. They call them Bruce Lee's. Yeah, they're. 
They're like the knockoff Converse. Not yeah, or Keds, knockoff Keds. I used to remember going down to uh, Baltimore and trying to get down to the see an Orioles game, and you would see there was certain streets that you go on. It was like liquor store, liquor store, bail bondsman, liquor store, and out front of the bail bondsman place, or in front of the liquor store right next to the bail bondsman, you'd always see people, and half of them would be wearing those prison slippers every time. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they were rumored to be extremely comfortable. I mean, I don't see how, you know, I, I really don't. But, I mean, whatever. You know, to each his own. Yeah, they'd come you in know, they, and they, 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 they didn't want their fine, shoes. But... They wanted those damn slippers. That was the thing. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, people would, you'd see, you, you'd see, like, people get real heated over those shower shoes, man. Those, those slippers. And that's what they like, were. They were supposed to be shower shoes. Right. And then when, now, the, when the prison t- switched over to, like, the thong flip-flops, there was almost a riot. <laughs> there really was. And that's when those shower shoes became, like, currency. Like, those things, if you were willing to throw up or pony up your shower shoes, I mean, like, whew, you could add soups and honey buns for a couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, you you were you were first in the Chi Chi line, that was for sure. Ugh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, sometimes they just they just make it so easy. Other times, you just kind of have to shake your head and go, "What the fuck?" And, <laughs> and yeah, you know, I've told everybody now that I am in, uh, in in Oklahoma, and this one is really close to home, unfortunately. So, and it's not so much funny, but it is disturbing. Uh, so let's start with Sheriff Cannibals lure victim to a cabin in Oklahoma woods perform illegal castration. Yes, you heard that right. Poto, two men were accused Wednesday in a criminal uh, in a criminal charge of performing an illegal gender reassignment surgery on a volunteer at their cabin in the woods, and then keeping the body parts in a freezer, possibly to eat later. Bobby Lee Allen, which, I mean, that's like the best redneck inbred name ever. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I wonder if they found his third arm in that freezer with him. <laughs> well, so Bobby Lee Allen and Thomas Evan Gates were arrested October 15th after going to the hospital in McAllister to try to visit the victim. LaFlore County Sheriff Rodney Durberry said Tuesday, I can't say it's a uh, cult activity. No shit. It is something that we have never run across in this part of the country. It is borderline some type of activity, dot, 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 he trails off. We know there's a lot of rumors out there, but at this time, there's no danger to the public. The 28-year-old victim had flown from Virginia to Dallas and then was driven to the cabin in southeastern Oklahoma for the surgery, a sheriff's deputy reported in a court affidavit. The victim had made contact with Allen through a website while searching online about castration and related terms. The website requires registration to access. In a registration box is a welcome note from the eunuch maker and the EM crew. <laughs> the, I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hidden. Completely reputable. I'd like to search their Yelp reviews, but I mean, it sounds like a legit enough business profile. The victim reported Allen claimed to have 15 years of experience and that he had videos of the procedures for personal use. Okay. The victim also reported Allen told him that the surgery wouldn't cost him 
anything. The victim told investigators that Allen performed the removal October 12th on a covered makeshift table at the residence and that Gates helped by handing over the surgical equipment, according to the affidavit. The victim said he was awake for two hour, um, for the two-hour surgery after being injected, quote, in the needed areas. <laughs> the victim stated that after the surgery was over, that Allen said he was going to consume the body parts and laughed and said that he was a cannibal. The victim also said that Allen then talked about the time he worked on someone that he described to be crazy, and he left the male open to die overnight. The victim further stated Allen had six more clients on the way to have the same operation, and that Allen, quote, informed him that he had a freezer with body parts and showed him pictures on his phone. The victim said Allen took him to the hospital the next day because he had a lot of bleeding after first telling him, no morgue, no ER. He said Allen told him if he passed out or died that he would dump him in the woods, according to the affidavit. He said Allen instructed him to say he'd done it himself once he arrived at the hospital. He told medical personnel the two men, quote, tried to give get him to participate in cannibalism. <laughs> Sheriff's investigators became involved October 14th after the hospital reported the, quote, surgery. <laughs> In a search of the cabin October 15th, investigators found a plastic bag with what appeared to be testicles in the bottom of a deep freeze in a bedroom. Yeah! Allen and Gates were charged in LaFleur County District Court. In the castration, the face... They face felony counts of conspiracy to commit unlicensed surgery, performing unlicensed surgery, maiming an assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. They are also facing a misdemeanor count of failure to bury the removed parts. They are also they, they also wow. face one felony and two misdemeanor drug-related counts based on the search of the residence. Bail for each is set at 295000 Their address in Oklahoma is listed as Worcester, but they also have an address in Texas in a bankruptcy filed later this, uh, late last year. Allen report that he tithes $267 a month to the Oratory of Mystical Sacraments. <laughs> wow. Now, see, there's a little bit more to this story just because I'm, I am close to one of these places. That I, I fed is not in this story, but they continued to come visit him several times. And eventually he told the, 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 the sheriffs when they were there, like, that's the guys. Cause they kept coming in to threaten him and saying, you, we will kill you and your family. If you tell them it was us, and it began a high speed chase to chase these two down, um, and, uh, and capture them. Ah, <laughs> It also doesn't mention the fact that they're married, but I digress. Come on, I need some reactions on this one because this one's. I just there. There's just so so many things involved here. Like my first, my first inclination, or or not inclination, but my first comment would be to change the name from victim to moron. Every time it's mentioned in this in this story, like how the hell did we like how did it even escalate this far? Like what what in the shit was this kid thinking? Whoever the hell was doing this, whatever the like, come come on, like 
we're gonna we're gonna do the we're gonna do the procedure for free. It's like that's that should be like come on. Come Why are you no no on. forget forget let's forget compensation. Let's go back to the fact that these guys are advertising on the internet that we will make you into a eunuch in our cabin in the woods. That's what I'm saying. Like. Like and they, like they're not nobody's even trying to hide anything here, and then they're gonna even offer to do it for free, is what I'm saying. Like they're completely transparent about the fact that they're a bunch of like yokels, and, and that you know we got like this pretty much like, you know, medical spill, you know, in a cabin in the woods, and we'll just cut your shit off for you, you know, we we'll, we we'll, yeah, clean swipe, you know, boom, done. And then, (laughs) you're not even going to get charged for it. It's like, damn, you're going to be putting and cake? No, dipshit. Here's the thing. (laughs) No, dipshit. It's it's like, don't, do not, do not engage. Like, that's, 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 that's where this whole fucking thing started to derail was when this guy was like, well, it can't be too good to be true. Uh, so if you get out of the shower and you look down and you see your, your dangly bits there and you think to yourself, I can't stand to look at these. I need to get rid of these. Don't you think you'd want somebody who knows what they're doing? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Just just maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, mean, I don't want pro. Like I don't want somebody to do a pro bono. I want somebody to do it sans bono. Uh, no. Come on, give me a button. I'll give you a rim shot here. You're gonna give me a rim shot for that shit? Yeah. Oh man. You've been kind of. You've, com- you've been. You've been looking kind of down lately, so I forgot to give you. A, give you a gimme. Oh man, you were comedically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's one no, of the... so so dude finds like the equivalent of a Craigslist doctor. It's like the guy that Tom Cruise Tom Cruise went to in the Minority Report to do his eye surgery. It's like yeah, you know, I got all this shit in the fridge and in the sink. Yeah, I'll just sterilize everything with a little whiskey here. It's like yeah, don't worry about it. Totally legit. You know, Better Business Bureau. <laughs> it's, it's like, like the no. it's like the mob doctor that's a veterinarian. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, at least a veterinarian knows how to keep your ass from bleeding. Like, this dude got snipped, and then they're like, we're not going to take you to the hospital. We're just going to bury you in the woods. By the way, thanks for your balls. (laughs) And then ends up getting to the hospital anyhow. And then while he's in the hospital, they continuously go and visit the guy, and they're like, don't you dare say a word. We're going to know it. And then they come back, like, come, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, you're going to cut the dude's junk off, and then you're going to put him in the hospital and then terrorize him? After all that, like, I really, I want to feel sorry for for the guy. I want to feel sorry for him. But at the same time, I don't know who I feel sorrier for. The idiot who solicited the services of these backwoods, you know, you know, hillbilly, you know, doctor wannabes, or, you know, the criminal masterminds here, with their with their infinite ploy of witness intimidation afoot, you know, it's like, no, you just 
you threaten to kill the guy and hurt his family and everything like that, and then you're like, yeah, no, we got your junk, we got your Ghibli bits. We're just gonna pull out now. Just don't say anything. Don't, <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you dare. And then every day at the hospital, I can see them like. You know, picking up some nachos from a convenience store. That's just like think taking this. Like like seriously, like I'm like a like a hillbilly war room meeting in the cab of their truck. They're like, All right, man, we we really like we gotta work <laughs> You can't even get it out, you're laughing too hard. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Cause I can just see him going like, all right. <laughs> planning phase check execution phase check nachos Follow. check <laughs> yeah not like we we check by next to the nachos but man our follow through is shit we better get back to the hospital do a little intimidation like we can totally keep his mouth shut we just gotta look scarier so like we'll threaten to cut off his toe or something yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I think he already got guy's his nuts, was, guys. Like, guy's name was Bobby Lee. Like, give me the intricate thought processes that are going through this guy's mind. I'm sure that the inner machinations of his imaginations are 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 an, are an enigma. But at the same time, I'm not really not really detecting like uh, you know 21st century crime in the uh, you know crime in century. Indeed, I wouldn't. Uh, but you know, this is the kind of place where they they break into government buildings and steal uh, pallets. Okay, so in one instance, we had an instance where somebody in this town broke into a government building, stole a government truck, filled it full of scrap copper, drove it to the uh, the, the scrapyard, sold the copper, and then dumped the truck, and thought they wouldn't get caught. <laughs> glad i finished taking a drink before you got to the end of that because i would have been wearing coke but we we do have the number one story in all of the region right now with the cannibals and their testicle cleaving ways i don't really see anything beating that anytime soon but we'll, we'll i'll keep you posted if it does dude i gotta tell you what man I, there's a there's a really messed up part of me that's jealous and I'm not living in Oklahoma right now because I'd be running around with like Tiger King hats on and like cannibal t-shirts to go along with it. I'd be like this the shit that made me famous, bitch. See this? Bam. You know, Trump twenty twenty nothing. Yeah. There, Tiger King. There, there's <laughs> a there's a restaurant chain down here. It's a breakfast place called Jimmy's Egg. I wanna I wanna make a shirt that has a Jimmy's egg logo on there called Bobby Lee's Egg. <laughs> Called Baby Yoda's egg. Ooh, indeed. So, what what don't we ask for at the restaurants in in Mexico? We don't ask where you know the what? eggs are. No, you, you don't ask if they have eggs. Ah. You don't say you don't say tienes huevos because you're gonna you're gonna get the guy who's like, yeah, I got eggs. You want to see them? Bam! Starts grabbing his nuts. You ask if there are any eggs. You say, are there any eggs? Not, do you have eggs? Are there eggs? Hay huevos. Hay huevos aquí. Are there eggs here? That's what you want to say. 
And that, folks, is your Spanish legend with Buck Grundle. Tune in that, next actually, week. You know what? No, no, no. I'm going to give him a bonus one because you know what? This is the best thing, in my opinion. I still have not found anything better about any language yet. In Spanish, the word for handcuffs and the word for wife are the same word. Yes, that is correct. They are both called esposas. Okay? So when you got, like, you know, the the Mexican fuzz rolling up on you, they're going to be like, you know, grab the esposas. Okay? They're n- but when you go up to the altar, you're going to be leaving that altar with an esposa, with a wife. And it's just, it's hilarious. So handcuffs hand yeah. with a side of eggs translates into what? Come on. Well, esposas con fuegos. Esposa con con? Con? Con. 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 C-O-N. Esposa con cuevos. So episode 25, Esposa con cuevos. Esposa con fuegos. Outstanding. See, look at that. I'm speaking Spanish, man. I'm speaking Spanish over here. Actually, you know what? My uh, my wife really likes it when I do my telenovela voice. All right, go you ahead. Know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like the telenovela guys? Yeah, do it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, shit, that doesn't sound anything like that. a telenovela voice. Oh, wait. Y ahora voy a tomarme un trago de Coca-Cola. Keep going. El trago, el trago clásico para los... Come on, you. Los, you're you're slacking. Ganadores, <laughs> you know what? I mean, like, I got to think of something to say. I mean, like, shit. I mean, like, all I got in front of me is, like, you know, like, I got a Coke. I got a cream soda, an iPhone, a couple of other things that I just don't want to talk about on the air. You know? And I just, it's it's hard to come up with novella shit, you know? Nice. Well, that being said, folks, I think that's where we're going to leave you off with, with Buck Rendell's Spanish of the Week. Now you can insult people all you want, uh, asking them about eggs. And, yeah. <laughs> that, folks, we'll see you next week on the next exciting episode of The Social Liability Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. 